0: You are listening to The Booth Podcast, Saskatchewan's home for unfiltered sports analysis, hot takes, and wild, wild conversations. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Booth. I am your host, as always, on our weekly NFL show, Kalen McFadden Carver. Joining me, again, as always, we have Richie Stats, Reese Richard Shonsby, Davey O'Doyle, the man himself, Rich Dave. Boys, how are we doing? Good. I mean, it's,
1: I know we're the NFL show, but. But it's, it's opening day in baseball here as we record this. My Rockies don't play till tomorrow, but, hey, baseball season's back.
0: Got to love it.
1: Yeah, the Reds are up 6-1 on the
2: defending World, world Series champ Rays right now. So, I mean, call it a I
0: I am in the recent recently discovered minority. Not a baseball guy on this pod. I'm outnumbered 2-1, to one, but that's okay. Opening day. Hey, big day for the Masters. Got the Masters. It's good. We got the NFL offseason is the gift that keeps on giving. Baseball or basketball playoffs starting up here pretty quick. Lakers officially out. So no LeBron. But we do have NFL news to talk about. It seems like there won't be a week where we don't. Partially because this is an NFL show, I'm assuming. But also because this fucking year is insane. Now, I wrote down the news stories that we went over to cover, and I put them in an order that's so anticlimactic, and we're going to keep that order. So, starting with number one, probably the biggest news since we last talked Bruce Arians, Super Bowl winning head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, gone, retired. Todd Bowles placement head coach um, I was shocked by this to be honest with you but then I mean read some things did a little bit of digging maybe not too shocked but uh, boys what were your initial reactions to this this one was this was pretty wild
1: I didn't see it coming at all especially this late in the off season. Um, I know you have a uh, NFL head coach caliber coordinator on your team and Todd Bowles. So I uh, love to see Todd Bowles getting another shot at a head coaching job. But it was still shocking to see Bruce Arians retiring. I think he's just moving to the front office now. He's taking a front office role with the team, so he won't be gone, gone. But still, I I don't remember a time when Bruce Arians wasn't coaching other than when he first retired, did he retire?
0: I was going to say, well, he, he they did have to pull him on a retirement the first time. Yeah, but
1: other than that.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been around for a long time, OG in the game. I don't know. Do you guys think – Dave, what are your thoughts on this?
2: I mean, I'm not – it doesn't really blow my mind. Like, I mean, we know Tom Brady, now that he's back, runs the field anyways. I don't think Bruce Arians had to do a play like, regardless know um, anyway, think yeah, it's one of those things where I think Todd Bowles probably ran the defense and Brady ran the offense. So nothing's really changed. Right. Like I said, I wonder it's not a conspiracy because it doesn't matter. Cause Todd Bowles is a good coach. It doesn't matter. I wonder if there was some pressure about that lawsuit and they were like, yo, we need another blackhead coach. Right. And then <clears throat> Arians was like, oh, I'll take this one for the team. Cause like, I don't care about coaching right now. Anyways, I'm going to start it. Right. But Could be. So, it's like, they're not taking a down step anyways. Cause got Brady and you got Todd Bowles still. Right. So it means fine.
0: Well, I still I've always thought like Todd Bowles is an NFL caliber coach. Yeah. You should be. The the one time we saw him was with New York Jets, and hey, spoiler alert, it's not like that was the one time they were shitty. It was under Todd Bowles, um, they were actually decent. Their defense was pretty good under him. They still haven't figured it out, so it's not like he was a brutal head coach. Yeah, um, it's
2: one of those things where when you, when they get when you announce like, hey, the Buccaneers coach is Todd Bowles, you don't expect them to skip a beat, right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I guess maybe if there was some pressure or something like that, but my first thought was like, okay, this is because there was tension or alleged tension last year between him and Brady. So just coincidental that, you know, Brady comes back and I don't know, just wondering wondering if maybe he had his hand in there. Probably did probably knew it, but, um, yeah. So Bruce Aaron's gone. Great career. Todd Bowles. Let's go. Um moving on, Stephon Diggs. There was a bunch of memes, it felt like after Devontae and Tyree Kale signed their deals and stuff. And it was like, oh man, Diggs is being paid 14 million. What a steal. Well, that's no longer the case, real quick. Real fucking quick. Uh Stefan Diggs gets the bag. What was it? It was a four-year extension, a hundred and Forty million? That's probably way too much. I don't do we. I'm going for the stats. Keep talking. Hey, Richie, stats is why we call him Richie. Stats. We're just gonna we're gonna vamp for a little bit.
2: Are are we? Are we podcasters? Are we calculators? We don't know numbers. Sorry, Dude, we're both. (laughs) Devon Diggs uh, gets a
1: Richie the calculator four year, hundred and four million extension that includes
0: seventy million guaranteed. I flipped the four and zero dyslexic. <laughs> yeah. So $70 million guaranteed in the bag uh, Four years of what, 50. So he's getting $26 million a year, give or take um, quick math is am a calculator maybe, but um, yeah, I mean, so maybe the meme shouldn't have blown up, you know,
1: this, like this deal does take effect too after his current deals up. Um, so how, this, how long is he him, have on his current deal? Two years still. So this ties him to Buffalo for six years.
0: See, that makes the comments make more sense. Yeah. Um, because then he came out on his Instagram post and said, um, so happy that that I'll be retiring as a part of Bill's mafia. And it's like, you know, that either means that you're already looking forward to your next contract, or after this, you're done. And six years, I mean he's already almost 30. So 35, yeah, that's seems about right. And him and Josh Allen seem to, you know occasionally connect so not a bad thing as a
1: vikings <laughs> fan i am terrified to have to pay justin jefferson next year
0: my guy we have to pay oh. t
2: higgins and jamar chase in this, four years dave we're in a rough <laughs> spot here like Sucks i said people are already people are already yes. saying like people are already saying we're gonna have to not pay our defense or unless the cap goes up dramatically we're gonna have to let t higgins walk right like that's yeah. already yeah. being talked about
0: don't draft wide receivers don't have to pay him how many Super
2: Bowls you've been in the last five years scarf
0: how many Super Bowls you won ever either of you um roasted have you guys been roasted that hard no uh
2: I mean now what? I just want to bring up Lamar Jackson playoff wins but we're not going to go there I mean
0: doesn't matter man we don't have anything to contribute two to rings this. clogging the <laughs> fucking ear. yeah sorry Rich also on a side note quoting Patrick Waugh there if anyone cares which they do uh Austin Matthews just got Goal number fifty-five, the Leafs record. That guy can't stop scoring.
2: Who's who did you break the record with? do You know,
0: again uh against Dallas.
2: No, I mean, do you know who had the record before that? Just out of oh curiosity. oh, I I just don't know. I'm wondering if it was Sandine or not. I
0: think it was probably Matt
2: Sundin. <laughs> then that pisses uh, me off. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Leafs. Like Damn. I don't know if it was. I know he scored fifty a couple times, but I don't don't know if he had around fifty-four or whatever.
0: Um. This is why you listen, because we do things on the fly here. you
2: we were talking about the NHL now. so No, no, was
0: no? not. Was okay. not Sunday. Um, no, it was Rick Vave.
2: I'm not, I'm not so pissed off now. Austin Matthews can have it.
0: That's Dude, what are you talking about? My Rick Vave tattoo just dropped in value dramatically. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Damn it. Shit. Um. Austin Matthews is 24 years old, fun fact, and he has two of the top 10 Leafs seasons. He's 24?
2: He's 24. I thought he's like 27 by now. Seems like he's been there for like eight years, dude.
0: See, and that's the thing about like, like and I know I'm I'm bad for this, but like we we watch football, right? So guys come in 22, 23. Yeah. Austin Matthews has been been 18. the top line of the Leafs since he was yeah. 18. Like, yeah. he, he has been there for six years. Like, I mean, that's the
2: thing is like, and then like, how old is, is, is McDavid, right?
0: McDavid's probably like 26, 27.
2: And I'm just like, and I'm just like, yeah, that guy's been here forever. He's definitely like 27, right? I don't know if he actually is. I don't know how old he is, but.
0: Um, no, he's 25.
2: Right? <laughs> <laughs> just being like, oh, no wonder why you guys can play 18 years.
0: Right? Yeah. You come in eight, if you played 18 years in the NHL, you you might be 36. You might still have if you're an yes. armory auger, you might still have another decade and a half in. Right. But like, yeah, unreal. So hey, Austin Matthews didn't break Sundin's record, so congrats, good job. Yeah, Austin um, Matthews were cool. Now no heat. Austin <laughs> no, no beef, no beef. You're good. Um, dog. All right, I guess the oh, and then just on a side note, I quickly see the bleacher or the NHL app updated me, and the caption is "Leave them all behind." I don't like that. Austin one. Matthews, unCongratulations. Uh, we have beef now.
2: Um, not, not even your fault, but you just you just transferred over that beef from that caption.
0: What's that from? He's like, you're you're part of something bigger than you. <laughs> like, this has nothing to do with you, Austin. Um. Okay, moving on to, and you you guys are gonna understand why this is so anticlimactic. But this was this not not this. New Orleans and Philadelphia, a six or eight pick swap. Eight pick swap, I think. Eight picks total. Um, Philly packages two of their three first round picks. Uh, I believe they sent the 16 and the 19 to New Orleans uh-huh. for the 18 in the middle there. So Phil and a couple first or a first next year.
2: Yeah, at least one first next year. I think.
0: Hey. Okay. With total
1: terms of the trade. Uh, New Orleans receives 2022 first-round pick, number 16. Uh, Okay. 2022 first-round pick, number 19.
0: Got those right. And
1: 2022 sixth-round pick, number 194.
0: They got 194?
1: They got 194. (laughs) That changes everything. That changes Uh, (laughs) everything. Philly receives a 2022 first-round pick, number 18. That is actually Uh, huge. (laughs) 2022 third-round pick, number 101. And 2022 seventh round pick number two thirty seven. They also get a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick.
0: So huge trade, huge trade. trade. Um, a lot of people wondering why, but I think Dave. I mean, not like the people know this, but what you said in our group chat the day it happened is probably pretty accurate. Give Jalen Hurts a year with Devonte Smith with the other stud number one they drafted, Um, and then the other stud number one they drafted, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, you know, that O-line. Give them a year, all right? And whatever you can get in this draft, so they still have one first this draft, right? Yeah. So whoever you get in the first, whether it's – I've seen a lot of receivers going there because Philadelphia just just fires darts off at first round wideouts. Um so maybe, you know, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, I don't know. But um and if if Jalen Hurts isn't the guy this year, next year you have multiple first, maybe make a play for Stroud. Um I think that's probably what they're doing.
2: I don't know why and why more teams don't do that this year. You know the quarterbacks are dog shit this year. Like why yeah. would you gamble that one of these guys who's probably almost surely like watch one of them be a hall of famer and make eat shit but like surely aren't that good and when you could have two at least three better quarterbacks next year in the first round
0: yeah i mean it's one of those things where it's like how do you how do you sell it to like the executives and the team and everyone's like we, we know we're going to be asked this year, but next. And it's like, I get you, have to, the you, tough. Just,
2: you just have to use it like everybody else has done it, though. Yeah. You know what I mean, the first year, Zach Taylor is if they won two fucking games, like I'm, I'm just going to use the Bengals as an example. Yep. You have to be patient with that stuff. You understand growing pains because then you get Joe Burrow and then you let him rise and then you make a Super Bowl in three years. Ideally, right. That's what yeah. you have to do. I'm sorry you're going to be bad for a year. Tough nuts. If you want to be a good team, you have to develop,
0: right? And it's not like that year you just, it's not like that year where you're bad is a complete write off. Like, though, that's still valuable time for your rookies and stuff. If you, yeah. I, I honestly believe if you sit them down or you have a teammate and be like, guys, look, our, we're not going to lie to you. Our expectations aren't Super Bowl or past but like we could win some games and who knows, maybe you fuck around and get a wildcard spot and then it's anybody's game. Um, but when you jump the gun on things, do you know what you do? You end up trading two first to new England for Jimmy G and then signing him to the richest contract of all time at the time. And, and then you end up saying, Oh shit, we shouldn't have done that. So then you package all your picks up, you go and get Trey Lance. And now you still have Jimmy G on your roster. That's what happens if you are too you're too eager like i don't know so yeah so it's, it's
2: weird what what was the rationale for the saints i don't that's what i'm not sure do they think that they're really close do you think that they're like they're a couple players away you know what i mean
0: or i think they might be the opposite philosophy of what we're talking about and they right. think we need to get a quarterback now we don't have drew we don't have Sean Payton. we need to get a qb now and it's like okay but is carson strong really that much better than Jameis?
2: But I mean, that's the thing. I think with Jamie's, you could still finish second yeah. in that division because that division is terrible. So I'm sitting there like, this is weird. And like, you, you can outlast Tom Brady. Trust me, you, your quarterbacks will outlast Tom Brady until you get a new one, right? And next year, probably. So I'm not sure what their rationale is. I'm confused on what the same strategy is. Obviously, we'll see it next season, what their idea was for this trade by draft time, but I don't know what they were doing.
0: Yeah. Well, and like, this is kind of for comedic effect, but also a little bit, it's like I'm 99%. I agree with you that the QBs they get will outlast Tom Brady, but I wouldn't bet my entire life on it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, you don't know. And maybe the saints, because the saints are in absolute cap. It's not even hell. It's not even, it's not hell. It's not purgatory. It's (laughs) worse. like they they have to pay all of the Pipers, not just like their not just their Pied Piper, they have to pay the other thirty one teams Pied Piper too. they're like in debt badly, so nothing like getting some expensive first round rookie contracts on there as well um. Now, here's where the anticlimactic part comes in. Of course, we also have to talk about Devontae Parker getting traded. Uh, hey, fine prospect, or prospect, fine player. Uh, you know, was he He was a first-round pick, was he not?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Booth stats. I think he was too. Um, Dolphins, had, hey, had some nice seasons there. That's, you know, wasn't ever, you know...
1: Yeah. Devontae Parker was drafted uh, 14th overall in the
0: 2015 draft. Okay, so not only was he a first-round pick, he was the top half of the first round. He was high-draft pick, and then he went to Miami and didn't really have anyone to throw him the ball and then got limp dick, so it was a little growing pains there. Had some nice seasons mixed in. Bill Belichick phones up a division rival and says, hey, I want Devontae. And me and Rich were talking about this before you hopped on here, Dave. If Bill Belichick calls you, you're the GM of a team, okay? You're the GM of, of the Bengals, all right? Okay. And you check, your your phone's buzzing, you check, and it just says Bill. And you know hey. there's one Bill in your phone. Even okay. if you know other Bills, out of respect, there's one. Okay. Do you, And he says, listen, I'm not really interested in player X like do you not get chill like do you not get cold sweats right away because he knows something you don't (laughs) like he's aware of this this
2: player i know how to use this player (laughs) you're like well hold on i'm not gonna trade him because i think there's a use to this player he's like not the way you use him (laughs) i'm like no way can you you give me some hints he's like no
0: he's he's got guys that are digging up like arrest records from Fifteen years ago, when the guy was barely nineteen and an adult, <laughs> and he's like, "I know it's going to come back to blame, so I'm going to trade this guy off my roster." <laughs> like he's, and especially because the division rival, the division rival. If if you're the Dolphins and Bill Belichick phones you up, you're like, "I see this guy twice a year, and he's calling me about one of my players. I know. I'd rather like I if I'd Bill calls me."
1: And yeah. says, I want this player. I'll say, uh, I'll counter offer, I'll trade you a first-round pick if you tell me how you were going to use them.
0: <laughs> I'll pay you for info. <laughs> what was your plan?
2: I must tell you oh. how, how cheeks the Dolphins think that is, though. Yep. Realistically, like, they're like, oh, this guy ain't good. Like, we don't need him.
0: I, I'm not, again – Mac Jones made me kind of eat shit, la- made us kind of eat shit last year, but not a hundred percent. Like eh, had a decent rookie year, but watch, watch Devante Parker become a 1700 yard receiver. Like he he'll be, he's like, I don't need to, I don't, I don't hit.
2: believe that. I know what you're saying, but only because yeah. Bill Belichick has no history of making wide receivers do that. Not named like Randy Moss, the one, the two years. Yeah. Season, right.
0: Well, and I mean, it, it absolutely doesn't fit their system at all. Like, it's it's going to be...
2: Like, even, like, their really good receivers were, like, Danny Amendola getting 600 yards a year, right? Like, that's what it was.
0: <laughs> Three-yard drag routes add up, so... Great. Um, I mean. Yeah, unreal. Uh, But just interdivisional trades, you know? Kind of wild to see, but... I
2: mean, I hope I, the best for Devontae Parker, because I've always liked him. I hope he does well, but... Yep. Interesting, right? I, I guess the Dolphins really don't need him, right?
0: It's no. So you got...
2: Tyreek and Cedric Wilson and Jalen Waddle And, you know, you're, you're pretty, you're set. Gusecki,
0: you're, you know. Well, on top of that, you're like, hey, Devontae, like, do you want to take a $15 million pay cut and, and pay to be on the team? And he goes, I don't want to pay to play. And they go, well, we have to trade you then, sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that, that's kind of where the anticlimactic news came in. But, hey, good job, Devontae, for getting out of Miami. Going to the cold Northeast. Um, okay. We do have a segment, but before that interjected here, me and Rich were informed that our own Davy O'Doyle has some spicy chili takes that he, that this isn't just inflammatory bullshit coming at you that he wants to say. He apparently is, is kind of on this train. He believes oh, yeah. what he's about to say. Yeah.
2: This isn't just like, I want to say something outrageous. Like I actually believe these, these two, like I do.
0: This is unreal. And this behind the curtain again, I mean, the whole, I don't really, I feel like we can't say behind the curtain because there is no curtain. Like we don't have a curtain, but we have not heard these yet. So Dave, the floor is yours, my man.
2: Uh, My first one's about the receivers of this draft. I don't think there's a number one receiver in this draft. I think there's guys who have maybe potential. A Drake London maybe could get there. James and Williams probably should be receiver one in this draft if he didn't tear his ACL. Um, but I, I really I, – the more I watch, the more I listen to people kind of talk about it, I think because receiver is such an inflated position now, right, because, I mean, look how much you're getting paid. People are trying to get excited because there's no quarterbacks about these receivers, and I don't think they're that good. But I think the best ones are going to be wide receiver two if that um, my hot takes, I don't think any of them hit 850 receiving yards this year. None of them. I just I just don't don't buy into it. I don't see it. It's just I don't think any of them do anything overly well that will blow me away like past number one receivers. Do you know what I mean? I don't think there is that guy in this draft.
1: I can see where you're coming from for sure. I think my top guy is probably. Uh Drake London, and that's because of his size and red zone ability, not because he's gonna rock up yards and be a number one receiver.
2: Right. And I mean there's the thing is like Jameson Williams is coming off an injury. He's good, but he's not huge. You know what I mean? There's a guy like Chris Olave is good, but he's can't break a tackle to save his life. He's a completely possession, deep ball possession guy, right? I mean, there is there's just seems to be a knock on all of these guys that really translate poorly to the NFL. And I just I just don't like it personally myself. I wouldn't pick a receiver in the first round if there was better offensive line in there. That's what I'm saying, I guess.
0: I mean, I guess like <clears throat> if we're talking like how do you build? I first round skill position guys are such a. I understand that saying every, like every position a hit or miss, but first round skill guys, it's just if you have other holes, I think you should. I think you should fill those. Um, but, and, and,
2: and like, don't get this wrong. As like, this is against receivers because not like a guy like receivers. Waddle and Jamar Chase change your team. They do, but I'm just saying this. this try, there's more guys who I think won't miss, like different guys, right? Linemen or Kyle Hamilton or guys like that who won't miss. Whereas it's a bigger, it's a, it's just a bigger risk to take a receiver this year.
0: See, and that's I, I see where you're coming from. I have like not the opposite, but I'm definitely like I see like three or four guys. That I could see cracking one thousand, which is a lot. I mean, I think the most is twenty fourteen. There was three. I think that was the OBJ draft. But I Treylon Burks, uh, and again, the thing is, those like depends on landing sit, landing spot yeah, too. Definitely like, depends on it, landing spot. Absolutely. Yeah, but I see what you're saying. Like, there's no, there's no clear. I feel like there's no clear wide receiver tiers coming out this year.
2: I just, I just mean like I think there's four wide receivers I would have took last year. Last year was a great wide receiver year. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but there shouldn't be four guys ahead of the the f- number one guy this year. That's like, oh, I big. see. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: That's fair. Um. Then my other take is, um. Then again, this is not slander at Sauce Gardner one bit. I think Sauce Gardner will be good. He'll be a good player. Yep. But I think when it's all said and done, we're going to look back on this and people will be like, wow, I can't believe that nice little career that Sauce Gardner had. We compared him to Derek Stingley. I think Derek Stingley so clearly wide receiver, or, uh, cornerback one that it's unbelievable. Because, I mean, he has – by far, he has better ball skills. He has better athletic ability. He's a more compact player. I just I just trust Stingley when the coaching catches up to both of them I trust Stingley so much more. He's played and practiced against Jefferson, against Jamar Chase. He played in the SEC. He's He didn't even look on his pro day like he tried that hard, and he had elite pro day numbers. My thing is, like, I think we've seen probably as good as Sauce is going to get. Maybe he get a little bit better because obviously the NFL coaching, but I think he's played some of his best ball, and I don't think Stingley's almost played any of his best football. I think Sauce Gardner's going to have a nice career, but I think Derek Stingley, given the right situation, right, good, a good place to land, no injuries, that Derek Stingley will blow him away.
1: I've been on that train a little bit too lately. I think really the tell of it all is Stingley played in the SEC and and Sauce played in the AAC. Not even the ACC, the AAC. Like – Group of five. Of course, they were the first group of five team to make the college football playoff, but they played a group of five schedule. They played against other teams from group of five conferences who aren't as good as the power five conferences. So, of course, he didn't let up a touchdown. Not of course. That's still a very good stat to have is he didn't yeah. let up a touchdown in college, but I'm sure he would if he played in the SEC.
2: It's him not, and once again, this is not saying that Sauce Gardner won't work and that he's not good, but I'm saying I think a lot of people let the idea of Sauce Gardner beat them before they even played. You know what I mean? Because even when like Alabama played them, they avoided him throwing to his side a lot, right? And they just ran the ball because they knew how good him and Kobe Bryant were. Not saying he's not good, he's a good college football corner, but you're not going to get your legend isn't going to beat anybody in the NFL. It's going to take one time for him to line up across from insert any top one receiver. To him, get smoked to be like, oh, Sauce Gardner's on college anymore, right? Yeah, Sauce. I man, all I hope the best of luck to Sauce if he's in the Hall of Fame. Sweet, but once the coaching catches up, yeah, I just don't see how Derek Stingley isn't the better cornerback.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only thing like, plus, I mean, not that like this shouldn't matter, but I feel like it does play a part in it. Is like, if you told, if you told if you pulled 100 people who are casual college fans or, um, you know, casual football fans, who would you take, Derek Stingley Jr. or Ahmed Gardner? They'd say Derek Stingley. And if you pulled 100 fans and said, who would you take, Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley? They, it would be split. Like, it shouldn't matter, but it's like, he's Sauce Gardner. He's big. He's physical. He is this Cinderella story that Cincinnati was. And, you know, he's playing next to an NBA Hall of Famer, RIP. Like, it's it just... There's so much hype that drives it. That's not necessarily on the field. That it's like, ah, again, probably could be a good prospect. Probably will be a good prospect. You know, like might be a nice number two or number three corner for a decade. But Derek Stingley's kind of the more or the safer pick of the of the two. I think for sure. I, I, Um, I
2: almost I would almost say like I could see Sauce Garner having a better first year or two in the NFL until Stingley puts it all together, but just the athletic ability that Stingley has, the kind of player that he is, the elite numbers that he can put up athletically, the kind of just prospective ball skill player he is. You know what I mean? To is more of a technician, but a technician isn't as good when you have better route runners, when you have stronger athletes, when you, your legend is gone. Right. Whereas yeah. Derek Stingley has all those tools. And once it's the NFL, it's just his job to put them together. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, makes sense, makes sense. I can see it, I can see it for sure. I think the only ever the only thing I've ever heard on Stingley was just effort, and that was again, there was a lot to be said. You go from the greatest college football team in history to <laughs> who I'm is saying, there, uh,
2: if you if you pay that man twelve million dollars, I'm pretty sure his effort's going to be there, right?
0: Or is it once he's secured the bag, he's like, I'm good. There's always that catch. But I, I think it's yeah. more of the first one, but fair, fair, yeah. like
2: fair enough. Right. But yeah, yeah, it's just, it's especially after watching that pro day, Stingley, like he wasn't sweating after most of his stuff. And he put up elite cornerback numbers. Like this guy's such an athlete. It's unbelievable.
0: Oh, and great. those
2: numbers are better comparisons to actual good corners in the league. Now a guy yeah. like a guy like Jalen Ramsey and stuff, they have those elite numbers to back it up. Right. Yeah. And that's what Stingley is.
0: The only the and this is I'm I'm consistent with this and I don't think he did much in the combine, but I'm always skeptical of pro days because was it last year when everyone's pro day was like
2: everybody ran their own pro day though that was the ridiculous that
0: was the, difference. Tra- that was the yeah. difference
2: everybody ran their own pro day whereas this year they had coaches running it and actual NFL yeah. people there right
0: yeah yeah no I mean hey I I not that I necessarily agree a thousand percent with both those takes but they're both like okay yeah those are logical um i like that hey we're not here to fucking all tug each other off and agree you know sometimes we (laughs) gloves gotta come off and not for tugging okay untugged hands all right um the t-shirt untug (laughs) sometimes you gotta untug okay and we untugged. Um, but this week, did you guys know it's draft season? Um, <laughs> straight up, dude. There's a draft um, coming up soon. Cannot wait. Favorite time of year. It's like Christmas. Um, so this week, we decided we're coming up with segments. Each guy, one, two, three of us, are going to pick our top three. Dream landing spots. So pick a prospect where we want to see him within reason. We, we clarified, we can't, I would love to see everyone go to, well, to be honest, I'd love to see everyone go to new England just to see what bill does with them. Speak Devante Parker, but within reason, okay. These have to be somewhat realistic. Obviously there's draft day trades. And if there's another, 49ers Trey Lance trade up then so be it but as of right now there isn't um also we said that we can only have um one player we can only each pick one player that goes to our favorite team so rich you can only pick one guy to go to the Vikings if any me with the ravens dave with the bengals um okay We did a randomizer before this. We're going to do a little little snake draft here. The first pick was myself. And I took, I guess it would be number six overall. The Carolina Panthers select Kyle Hamilton. Man, Dave, was it two days ago or three days ago? I can't double remember. Days, double days, yeah. Dave texts me at 9.30, 10 o'clock at night and just goes, Kyle Hamilton tape is scary stuff. And it sure is. He is freaky. And I understand that we say that term a lot. And it's crazy because we're in the era of athlete where freak of nature, I mean, just in our circles, freakazoid, you know, mutant. These terms are just thrown around all the time. If ever there was an applicable circumstance, it's Kyle Hamilton. This guy is six foot four, 220 pounds, can flat out run, can cover sideline to sideline, hash mark to hash mark, plays in the box, plays in the slot, plays outside, you know, can be a free roamer deep. Like he can do everything. Panthers fucking suck. Matt Rule, not good. Sam Darnold, poopy. (laughs) But. The one saving grace of that team is their defense is loaded with young studs. They have Brian Burns. They have Derek Brown. They have um, Yatur Gross Matos. They have CJ Henderson. They have um, Jeremy Chin. They have, I think, Shaq Thompson still kicking around a little bit of a vet there. They have a bunch of guys. They did lose Hassan Reddick, so maybe they go edge rusher. Not sure. But man, you have Jeremy Chin and Kyle Hamilton in that backfield, and you have CJ Henderson, and hopefully he comes back healthy, JC Horn. Ooh, you got Brian Burns and Derek Brown up front. Mama Mia. That's nice. That's nice. You can have Jeremy Chin play in the box, bigger physical gut. They're both busy. They're both six, three two twenty. I just think that would be, you know what? Not for lack of a better term. I'm consciously choosing to describe it like this. That would be, and this is with a C, like Charlie, not Delta. That would be absolutely creamy. That would be sensational. Kyle Hamilton, this is Panthers at six. I don't think he falls farther than six. And if he goes to the Jags, he's going to die. If he goes to the Lions, he'll be irrelevant. If he goes to the Texans, he'll retire the jets he might just drive off into the ocean giants same thing panthers hey you could be a staple on a young stud defense <sighs> don't ask for much in life but that'll be nice i like
1: it um I question is he gonna get past the jets at three i really hope he does I, like. I hope he does too i really do um because I don't want to see him go to the Jets. Uh, I would love to see him on that amazing defense at Carolina.
0: It's just that they're all like J.C. Horn, C.J. Henderson, Jeremy Chin, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, all on their rookie contracts. Yeah. And it's like it it wouldn't make sense, but that, you know, the 20, what would it be, the 22 Panthers? that, That could be the next defense, you know? It could be 13 Seahawks, 15 Broncos. The 22 Panthers were unbelievable
2: but their offense wouldn't carry them anywhere the offense
0: wouldn't carry them and they'd be on the field for 58 minutes out of a 60 minute ball game
2: it'd be one of those things where they were like the 19th ranked defense only because they play for like an hour every game right <laughs> they
0: gassed do you guys remember that it, i can't remember what decade i think it's like the Where the picture of kellen Winzel, he's being carried off in miami because it was like a, it, it was just like a hundred degrees outside and he yeah I remember that. he, <laughs> that's gonna be the whole Panthers defense is supporting each other because they can't walk. Yeah. It's just, it would be nice. You know what would be nice? Is if Deshaun Watson would have went to Carolina. And then, I mean, they would have had to give up this pick. But in in another circumstance, they don't. And then, it would just be nice. But... Number We did our wheel. Second overall pick, Richard. Who do you got?
1: I think this one makes a lot of sense. We had it in our mock draft. I'm taking Brees Hall to go to the Bills. I think the Bills don't have many holes. And running back might be the only one. Um, Devin Singletary is not bad. I like Devin Singletary. I just don't think he's a three-down running back. Keep him on your team. Let him play some reps, but he's not a three-down back. Uh, honestly, the best runner on that team is Josh Allen right now. Easily. Easily. Uh, I think that could change if you brought in a guy like Brees Hall. I think he, he just adds a di- another dimension to that, that already very good offense um Brees hall i i was just looking at his stats it's just i want this guy on my team like i don't need i have dalvin cook i don't need a running back but i want him he had 1472 yards and 20 touchdowns last season in college like he's the consensus top back in this draft and the bills they don't I wouldn't even say they need a running back. They would be fine, and they would probably be still be Super Bowl favorites with Devin Singletary. But Brees Hall just bumps them up another notch.
0: I mean, 100% agree. I think that might be my favorite pick in our mock draft we did too. Um, absolute specimen too. Like athletically, he, uh, I think he's like 5'10", 217, somewhere around that range. A 439. Unbelievable. Um, and yeah, I I think Devin Singletary is even though he's like 5'9, 207, I think he's fat and bad, and Zach Moss actually is just fat and bad. Um, per per NFL running back, not per average human being. Um, but yeah, get Brees Hall in there, and oh that that three-headed monster, Brees, Josh Allen, Diggs, Ooh. Well, Dawson Knox action in there too. Maybe. All right. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Cool. Now, hey, Hey, <laughs> there we go. Okay. David, David O'Doyle. You got two picks here.
2: Yeah. Who do we got? Um, I'm going to start just with the Bengals one, just, just so I can get it off off my plate here. Um, for a long time I've been thinking about them just they have to go corner they have to go defense like they should but then it crosses my mind like what if one of these new starters we signed gets hurt and then we're back to Hakeem Adeneji playing or heaven forbid if a center goes down we're down to Trey Hill who's been was god-awful last year and then it, it just it got me thinking and it got me seeing these mock drafts and they have Tyler Linderbaum in Cincinnati and it just makes too much sense to pass up. Iowa runs a, a zone scheme system. The Bengals run a zone scheme system. He'd be surrounded by Ted Karras, who has experience playing center in a Bill Belichick system. He's got a, a mauler beside him, Alex Kappa. They love to do the duo block. And there's one thing that that Linderbaum does. it's anchors down and then absolutely gets to the second level and just crushes people in the run game. And it just, if he's there, it makes too much sense not to take him. It just makes too much sense for Linderbaum from scheme, from the kind of athlete he is from position, just in every metric. It's tough to say, cause I love the defense, but I have to start accepting that Cincinnati, like the NFL, we're going to go as far as their offense takes us, as far as Joe Burrow, Mixon, Jamar, take us. And I have to accept that. And Part of that is having an offensive line that can be there and be solid and having a, a prospect like Linderbaum, no matter if he's a little bit undersized, but he's perfect in our system, surrounded by the right stuff. And he just looks like he's great. I think he'll be great regardless. I don't think the arm thing is really going to have that much value, especially at center where it doesn't matter as much. I just, I honestly hope that Linderbaum falls to 31. I hope people are wary of him and Frank Pollock, a great old line coach schemes him up with Lael Collins, with Kappa, with Jonah Williams, with Ted and the Bengals O-line just mauls people down and lets the double Joes cook, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love it. I mean, I think Linderbaum's one of those guys. I've seen him project or I've seen him mock to the Ravens a few times, seen him go a couple places. I think he's a great prospect. And, yeah, I think people find sometimes the most ridiculous little, you know, nitpicks to try and – And I think a lot of that might be intentional sometimes teams put that out there so that he falls, but. When you watch
2: the tape, that dude's unbelievable. And there's a reason why even in his testing, he's still like, when most people just rank, like who's the best athletes, he's a top 15 athlete in this draft. Yep. Like I, I don't see, especially, like I said, if he played tackle, obviously, you know, it's a problem, but especially at center, that's probably the least important position to have the things that he's missing. And he easily overcomes it with how much he destroyed people at Iowa, right? Like, yep. I just want him to be a Bengal now so bad. We'll find a different corner. We can sign a different corner. I don't care anymore. If Lindermom's there, take him. Yep.
0: Yep. All right. Second of two in a row, Dave.
2: Um, I I mean, I'll go Aquanu to the Giants, I think. Probably, what, do they have five? Five's their pick, is it? Something like that?
0: Yeah, I think it's five.
2: Yep. I just think that, you know, they have, what's his, I'm, well, I'm blanking on the left. Andrew, tackle, Thomas. Right? Andrew Thomas. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say, I was going to say something else. I think I was going to say Thomas Andrews. I think I was going to say legitimately. <laughs> <so I'm glad laughs> corrected
0: that. Um,
2: right. But he's a great left tackle and that offense has guys and weapons and needs more protection and have whether or not they have Saquon by then, who knows, but Saquon needs to have a chance, right? And to put Ikiakuanu there, a guy who's an absolute menace, that guy attacks people. He he viciously attacks people. He's a great pulling. He's a great pulling whether he's playing guard or tackle. I mean, Ikiakuanu gives that Giants team who's looking to revamp themselves from being the bitchiest offense in history, they need someone to that prince. And is a mean moho who can do it. I think that's too good to pass up to get another tackle in there who can set the tone.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he's a slam dunk pick. If ever there was one, he's just a mauler. He good hips guy is just a psycho on that if he, line. If
2: you like, watch him pull, he's so agile too. And he's mean when he hits the guy, right? Like it doesn't matter if it's a, an end, it doesn't matter if it's a linebacker or cornerback, he's planting these guys, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I uh love that one as well. Um Richard, the Rocket, comma, Maurice. Who do you got? Fifth overall. I like it. Dude.
1: Um, I'm gonna use my Vikings pick here. I'm gonna say Derek Stingley for the Vikings. Uh, we won't go too in depth on Stingley again. Dave covered that in his hot takes. Um, but I, I think as well, he is the best corner in this draft. He is number one. Um, yeah. And I think he'll still be there at 12 for the Vikings. We can't lie. He had a rough year this year and it's, it's hard to play for a losing team, especially in college playing for a losing team, especially, the in, pros, Bantam.
0: especially in Bantam yeah. in a, in a smaller population <laughs> province. It's tough. It wears on you.
1: You get used to it, but it wears on you. Fly Eagles fly.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Rich.
1: Um, but it's it's different playing on a losing team in in the pros and in college. In college, you're 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 not making money. Um, at least you shouldn't have been. You probably were, but in the pros you are, and it's it's a lot of money and you're okay losing. Not that I'm saying the Vikings are going to have a losing season. Yeah, I
0: was like, wait a second here. <laughs> I'm saying
1: it's a possibility, but I'm going to hope that it isn't. Um, I don't think we see something like that from Stingley. Again, I don't think we see him with non-committal attitudes. Um, yeah. I think really you got to look at his freshman year for like his stats. And that was his 16 interception and 15 pass deflection season that culminated that was the national championship year right dave yeah
0: i think if you look at any lsu player the last like four or five years and you're like that season was in that season was that was incredible
1: i will say that is the single best college football season by a team
0: what do they have 10 guys go in the first round like yeah they guys are still like, they're going to keep coming out in the first round. And look how well they're translating to the pros. It's not like, Oh, cause I was, I was firmly one of the people that it was like, Joe Burrow was a product of the receivers. It was, it was a perfect storm. And the only person that like, no, like the only person I could think of that was like, okay, yeah, he wasn't that great as Lloyd Cushenberry. But other than that, like, everyone has been an, a superstar. Yeah, no, I I like that pick a lot. Um, Back to myself here. I got two. I will be making my Ravens pick. Going to go in the same vein as Dave here. Last year, Ronnie Stanley, beloved left tackle, top three left tackle in, the, in football, injured all year. Tough luck. Who wasn't in Baltimore, right? But the other side, the offensive line stood a six foot nine, you know, 320 pound guy. I won't even mention his name because if you've been listening or if you watch football, you know who he is. He, He was a double agent, okay? And it was detrimental to our team. In many ways, I watched a lot of reps, a lot of games. I watched every game and I watched him get beat and beat and beat and beat badly. It wasn't like ah he just lost that one, it was terrible. So I am taking Trevor penning tackle from northern Iowa to the Ravens. We got family, Okay. We have a few decent guards. Center is going to be an issue if Linderbaum's there, um, but Trevor Penning is another guy that is just a psycho. He is so, you know, he is you know what Trevor Penning is? Trevor Penning is a tackle that was born to be a Baltimore Raven. He is nasty. He's mean. He's aggressive. Six seven and he just wants to maul and dominate his opponent. Um, he went to the Senior Bowl. Apparently, he was fantastic there against, you know, top-level ends, SEC guys. Like, he is great, and I, I think damn fine in that purple and black. Who wouldn't? But, uh, well, a certain double agent, but... He's he is. uh, I think I think about this a lot more than I should have. He's officially surpassed Patrick Peterson, Reggie Wayne. He is he's the top of the list. I'm not even going to say his name. I'm going to I will never say his name again because he's he's a bastard. Um,
2: his name is Alejandro Villanueva. I'll say it, but he was a turncoat, came from the Steelers, went to the Ravens played like absolute dog shit let tj Watt go all over him it's pretty suspicious the kind of stuff he did the baltimore last year Wait, so. wait,
0: oh oh uh, but then what did he do after he did all this he retired,
2: retired. <laughs> yeah it's it's suspicious it's it's my number one conspiracy theory of the afc north this year was that Alejandro villanueva went to baltimore just to try to sink them
0: and and shit it worked i mean <laughs> When Lamar, Lamar got
2: hurt, let's fucking put the pieces together. When
0: Lamar got hurt, he was standing in the pocket, tried to scramble out of it. Where did the end come from? Oh, the defensive left side, which should be Villanova's responsibility. Interesting, interesting how that works. When T.J. Watt allegedly tied the sack record, still don't know. Uh, who did it come against? Oh, fat fuck. Okay, great. Trevor Penning to the Ravens. <clears throat> I love
2: that pick, man. When we brought up that segment last week, I was saying that Penning is so good. He is so good.
0: Plus, I like my lineman coming out of northern Iowa. Like, not because it's... You have
2: to be good if you're in those schools to get this kind of attention. You have to be really good,
0: right? If you were just a a dipshit tackle at northern Iowa, you would not be known. Or if you
2: were like, hey, he was good for northern Iowa, like, fine. But coaches know what they're looking for, and they know that Penning is a dude.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Um, My next pick is another diamond in the rough, you might say. I wasn't sure if I was going to throw up there. Keep that in. Um, Coming out of NDSU, teammates with Trey Lance. uh, He's not my wide receiver one in this class. um, But if we're talking athletically, he might just be Christian Watson. Absolute stud. This guy is so fun to watch. Um, Oh, yes. Dream scenario, which conversely, shout out to Meek Mill, is also a nightmare. Um, The Kansas City Chiefs. And he was a pick that I had to the Kansas City Chiefs before Tyreek Hill left because they they needed another guy outside of Tyreek Hill. I don't believe in McCole Hardman. I think Byron Pringle left, but that should say something. If he's, if, if I'm holding on to hope that Byron Pringle's still kicking around. Um, but now Tyree kill is gone. Christian Watson is six foot four, 210 pounds, ran a four, three, six. They, uh, adjusting for his weight. His speed score was in the 98th percentile ever. Um, Burst score, ninety fifth percentile. The guy is just a freak. Um, yeah, NDSU. So smaller school, but was teammates with Trey Lance. And if you watch him, man, like he he's built like T Higgins. Like he's tall and lean. You know, long limbs can go up and get it. But also the way you know he was used in college. End arounds, jet sweep, screen passes—all this stuff—and he's just faster than everyone on the field. Again, smaller school, so I translate that to the to the pros. But just give him to Andy Reid. And again, I hope the Chiefs win six games uh, and miss the playoffs. But I hope Christian Watson does really good because um, I like him. I I think that you know it's tough for. I think receivers, when it's like your best thing is just your athletic ability. But if there's a team that that could hone him and craft him and just refine him as a player, I think it's Kansas City, and I think he would be absolutely fucking disgusting there. Um, so I have Christian Watson to the chizzy. like it. I Thanks, just think man. it's a good fit. Good fit. Well, even now, like, even when, Ty- if you still have Tyreek there, it's like <sighs> teams last year were figuring out the Chiefs, quote-unquote, they still made it to the AFC Championship. So if that's figuring them out, like I, um, but now Tyreek's, Tyreek Hill's gone. I, Mahomes needs someone that isn't a 33-year-old tight end. Like, he just does. Um, yeah. I always like how this
2: this brings back to the Chiefs of like, hey, when you guys took Clyde Edwards 32 and T Higgins was 33, like that's a move I hear people talk about all the time. Like that's a bad look, man. That stinks.
0: It's one of those things where it's like,
2: <sighs> I I get it, but like that sucks.
0: Hindsight is such a bastard, but like, yeah. but, uh, T Higgins would have been real nice. He, oh. I'd like. They knew I'd like that. Instead of hit. like
2: Clyde, who's just got hurt all the time and is like a three-headed monster in the back, right? Like,
0: and it's tough because Joe Burrow said that's a bit. Be- and okay, I have a conspiracy. I think Joe Burrow was playing the long game. I think Joe Burrow was playing the absolute long game because I think. That he he was like, Man, you know who the worst fucking player on our team was in LSU, aside from Lloyd Cushionberry, sorry. Clyde was player. He fucking sucks. He's not good. And then all of a sudden he started getting buzzed, stuff like that. And Joe's like, oh man, he's the best player i ever played with. Was was Clyde was Hlair. That motherfucker was on a team with Derek Stingley, with I mean, not that he should be, but like Patrick Queen, Grant Delpit, you know, Caleb on, Chase on. Um, wasn't there another corner out of LSU? Maybe i Was there another corner out of LSU that year? Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton. Okay. But then you go to the offensive side. He was playing with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, two all pro NFL receivers. And this guy says, Oh, yeah, Clyde, at CH, best player I've ever played with. No doubt in my mind. I think he was sitting there, and he's like, I wonder if I can get a fucking team to waste their pick on CEH. And then T Higgins up and he goes, I want that guy out of Clemson. He's a monster. CEH fucking sucks. Wow. I can't believe they fell for that. I just Joe Burrow is so ice in his veins that he was already planning. He already knew, and he's like, if I can get the Chiefs to trade, if I can, if I can get the Chiefs to fucking trade up and take Clyde a flare. They didn't trade up for him, I guess. But you see what I'm saying? I think Joe Burrow knew. Smart, I think yeah. he's yeah. And then Patrick Mahomes was like, oh man, I want Clyde. Joe said he's really good, so we need to get him. Ball was rolling. Rest is history. T Higgins, thousand yard receiver twice over.
2: Joe Burrow 2-0 against Patrick Mahomes you 2-0 know
0: going on. <laughs> going on? 2-0 when it counts baby I think he's 3-0 in his career isn't he
2: no they've only played twice but
0: 2-0 oh no I meant I thought you were counting the uh, actually I thought you were counting the Chiefs drafting him as a win oh no
2: no <laughs> I was, I was like, talking in that Joe case. Be, the... Joe no Joe beating Patrick Mahomes 2-0 and
0: do you think uh, <laughs> so just quickly before we get to Rich's pick uh the game against the Ravens, just because this was specifically Patrick Mahomes at midfield. They're marching to you know try and beat the Ravens. Clyde fumbles, and Joe just texts Mahomes, LOL. <laughs> He's like, motherfucker. This guy knew. Okay. <clears throat> Rich, speaking of lanky, tall, physical receivers, who do you got?
1: I got Drake London. Um, I think Drake London is a perfect fit for the New York Jets. I am not sold that Zach Wilson is a waste of a draft pick and is not a good QB. I think there's still potential for him.
2: He played well in the last half of that year, to be fair, right?
1: So looking at the Jets in the red zone this season, not great. Uh, You got 20 passing touchdowns, which was tied for 25th. You got a 54.9 red zone efficiency, which was 20th in the league. Not a good look. So what do you need? You need a guy with some size that can go up. He can get a jump ball and he can get you touchdowns. Well, Drake London is six foot five two ten. Uh He racked up 15 t- touchdowns in. He only played 22 college games. He only played eight games in two of his seasons and six and one. So maybe there's some injury story about with him, but.
0: He did break his ankle. last. Yeah, year. he did
1: break his ankle last year. Um. <clears throat> I think he's a good fit for the Jets. I think he gives gives Zach Wilson what he needs in the red zone because he doesn't have that right now. He doesn't have the sides receiver right now that he that he needs to make those plays for him.
0: Yeah. Um, just looking it up here. Fun fact that goes with your um with your point here, Rich, which I, I, I really like the fit too. The New York Jets had the fourth most dropped passes in the league last year. Ugh. Get a guy who can catch the ball in New York, Hey, And do you know what fucking sucks, and this is going to just ruin my reputation, man? I fucking love Denzel Mims. I do. I love them coming out. So between Sam Darnold, Denzel Mims, Jalen Rager, it, it's not great, but hey, Drake London, he... He's like, he's lean. He's almost got that Mike Evans thing where it's just like when the ball's in the air, like it's there. If he's not coming down with it, like he's going to kill your whole family. Like he needs that football to live. Um, Yeah. I think Zach Wilson was a bit overdrafted too. I think it was that impatient thing, but given what he was given, I think he was, I think he's better than a lot of people think he was, including myself. So, yeah, give him some weapons. Let the kid do something. Don't just keep giving up on quarterbacks in New York. Christ, you've been doing it for 55 years. Sanchez. All right, Dave, round us out. Pick number nine, your third and final pick. Who do you got? Uh,
2: My third and final pick is I have uh, Kenyon Green from A&M. Staying in Texas and going to the Cowboys, um, Looks they're they they're not terribly set at a lot of their offensive line positions. Tyron Smith is going to be old and gone soon. They got rid of Lyle Collins to the Bengals, and now they're relying that Terrence Steele can play when they don't 100% know if he can yet. <clears throat> they got rid of Connor Williams playing left guard. You know what I mean? This is not a completely set offensive line by any means. And I think a solid presence like Kenyon Green, a guy who can play guard. He can even play tackle at points. Staying in Texas, going to America's team, it's safe, it's solid, and helps that O-line a lot. I don't have a lot to say about this, but you know, you need time. You got some weapons in Dallas still. They need time. They need space to work. And a guy like Kenyon Green is good versatile and safe, right?
0: This is one of those... um, I think, honestly, a lot of our picks have been... Maybe that's just being completely biased, but looking at the list especially like the Brees Hall, Linderbaum, Penning. It's like, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Like Kenyon Green is familiar with the state of Texas. He fills a need. The Cowboys need a line. Like it's just, it's, he can have two of the best to ever do it to learn from. Like he, they clearly can develop linemen. Don't overthink the room. Um, yeah. And he's a dog. He's an absolute dog coming out of uh, A&M there, you know, go Aggies. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a good little fit there. Nice little, nice little fit. Nice little puzzle piece. Boys. That brings us to the end. We did it. Yeah. Three dream fits. And I love the draft. We still have what? Three, four weeks. Oh, come in my pants. I love the draft. Um, we will for sure be doing more mocks. Um yeah, we uh we will be back with more mocks, with more hot takes, with more news. I hope we'll be back with more news. Fuck. I mean, I might look at the phone and you know, Darren Waller traded straight up one for one with Miles Garrett. I don't know, could happen. Anything can. Um thanks for listening.
2: Don't say like, Darren Waller to the Browns. Come
0: on. No, oh, but we get rid of Miles Garrett.
2: Oh well, I mean, yeah, big drugs.
0: Big. Hey, <laughs> that's still one of the best jokes we've ever had. Big drugs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out to him for getting clean. Uh, <laughs> sorry to say, so, hey, is that one of the like most sensitive and um uncomfortable and self-conscious parts of your past <laughs> hey what if we just fucking called you big drugs
2: <laughs> what if we just <laughs> label you now big drugs huh <laughs> hey,
0: big drugs
2: <laughs> that's like a <laughs> That's like, I still can't believe, dude. I was convinced people called Eddie Lacey Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. (laughs) And and turns out people don't.
0: Turns out it's you and me being toxic as shit and coming up with nicknames. And then tricking ourselves in our mind to be like, well, that's just their nickname. Everyone knows who Cheeseburg is. No, no. I would have
2: put money like, oh, yeah.
0: I would have put a lot of money on that.
2: It's Cheeseburg, right? Cheeseburg. And I remember we said Cheeseburg. One of our friends was like, who? (laughs) We're like, what do you mean? Eddie Lacey. Eddie Lacey, (laughs) Cheeseburger.
0: (laughs) Dude, that's obviously obvious. I mean, not that Eddie Lacy was a superstar for a long time, but much less relevant. But Pudge Gaines, I forget sometimes that his name is (laughs) Philip Gaines. Yeah, he was an irrelevant teamer. I think he's out of the league now. But Pudge Gaines, Um, yeah, big drugs. We don't know, but we will. What we fucking messed up, messed up the plug. I messed it up. I could have fucking taken us out so nice there. We don't know what NFL players' nicknames are known to the general public and what are just known to our friend group. But what we do know is we will be back next week, the week after, the week after that, multiple times, multiple episodes, draft content all the time, mock drafts, everything. Anything you can think of, we'll do it. Fuck Mary Kills of the prospects, we'll do it. Wow. I wish you would. I wish you would have did one of those this episode. That's nice. Give me three. Give me three. It's whole, This is the bonus segment at the end of the show. That if you if you really listen, if you're really about that about that, you know. <laughs> you know, um, all right. you know let, Let's just do our top three right here: Kyle Hamilton, Brees Hall, Tyler Linderbaum.
2: Oh, easily kill Brees Hall. It's not even close. I,
0: killing Brees Hall, marrying Tyler Linderbaum, fucking Kyle Hamilton.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that exact order. Absolutely. Yeah, because you I mean I think Linderbaum's safe. I think Hamilton. I mean, Hamilton's safe too, but he's really flashy. You, yes. you just want to try that one out.
0: Yes. Linderbaum, well, Linderbaum's you, you like
2: her down with, and then Brees Hall is too rich to be a first round probably. So you just.
1: I don't. I don't want to drag this on, but here, fuck Mary Kill of the Georgia D tackles. So Jordan Davis, Trayvon Walker, and Devontae
0: Wyatt. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm marrying Jordan Davis. (laughs) Oh, shit. Killing. Which one's the edge? They're all D tackles. One of them plays stand up sometimes. Ah, oh,
2: fuck. Trayvon, I think plays. I think it's Trayvon,
0: right? Yeah. I'm gonna kill Trayvon, <laughs> and fuck Devonte Wyatt. Maybe I'm being biased here, but I think like Linderbaum and Jordan Davis, like linemen are just guys you want to marry. Like they're just huggable guys.
2: <clears throat> okay, so I had a different order then. I had okay. um marry Trayvon Walker because he's really versatile in your defense. Yep. Uh, marry Devonte Wyatt, and then but I'm you killing. No, 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 no.
0: You said you said marry Trayvon Walker.
2: Yeah. And then I'm gonna fuck Devontae Wyatt. Oh, okay, okay. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Jordan Davis.
0: Oh my god. He's dead. (laughs) Rich, just call this episode the secret segment. (laughs) If you stick around for this. Okay, wait. Um what's another one we could do? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Um are we getting excited about this? I think you're getting really excited. <laughs> I am getting excited about this. Okay, Andrew Booth, shout out. Derek Stingley, Sauce. I'm killing Andrew Booth.
1: I said I was going to kill Sauce. I'm going yeah, to marry Stingley, and yeah. I'm going to fuck Booth.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm going to do, too, because I think... Booth is like really weird. You don't know what his potential is, so he might be awesome or might that. be the worst night ever. So you're clip not sure. That. But you know you have Stingling in your back pocket and it's awesome. And then sauce. Sorry, you just you're just not as fun, I guess. I don't know. Sorry, dude.
0: Dude, clip that. And when Kyle says, um What the fuck, how'd you say you said uh, you said booth is but Rich, just put the and just say yeah. The booth is and then you had a Kyle, you had a perfect description of this is you said, I don't know what the fuck it could be. It could be the best thing ever. It could suck. We don't know its potential. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the, the booth, booth is. is. There we go. Um I, okay, yeah. The only reason I was gonna fuck sauce was just because the name sauce lol and be like, oh sauce. Sauce I, on I don't me. I don't want
2: a mantis on me. <laughs> no thanks. True.
0: Yeah, I might uh, I might not only kill sauce, I might I might dismember him. Like burn his uh, corpse. <laughs> My main sauce. Yeah, I'm
2: just gonna watch his arms burn. Like I'm gonna ignore the rest of it. Just watch his arms and be like, oh my god.
0: If you stuck around for that, I I appreciate you. And I would you would be my fuck in every scenario if you listen to that. Um, and then Mary, then kill. I think I think um, you kind of
2: got the best segment of the show, honestly, in that last that might be minutes.
0: and I'm not gonna lie to you, that's probably gonna be a recurring segment because we're absolute fucking degenerate fools and the description of the booth that was given to us by our very own Davy O'Doyle is absolutely to a T accurate. Um, if it but describes
2: yeah. Andrew Booth, it describes
0: the booth as well. Everything. It's perfect. Um, thank you for listening. I think we plug it in the beginning, but go follow the socials if you're not. Because if you're not, you're an absolute asshole. Uh, at the booth EC, Instagram, and Twitter. We got so much good shit being posted there by our very own Richie Stats. Um, you know, great shit. Great shit. Uh, go buy some merch. Spicy chili stuff is on there. Only spicy chili stuff. Um, what the fuck is? Oh yeah, I was gonna say. What the fuck is the country? Ukraine. Uh, go help them out. You know there. <laughs> <laughs> What's that country? <laughs> go help them out if you want a shirt leave
2: well, that you, one in that's that is wild stuff leave that one in We're it's staying in.
0: Dude, I was yeah, say austria cool, and i was like no it's not austria it's-,
2: hey, it's that you know that country that's going through the hard times right now whatever the fuck their names are yeah. Jesus.
0: <laughs> between that and what is it uh,
2: australia i don't i don't remember <laughs> i don't
0: remember where do the pierogies come from uganda? Um, <laughs> i don't know is uganda yeah go up uganda um yeah oh no it's wakanda, I'm, wakanda that yeah 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 vibranium um turns out I'm the biggest piece of shit and we knew that but that's okay um appreciate you guys listening Just got off the rails at the end here and I like it um but yeah we will uh I'm sorry <laughs> please don't fire me okay um and we will see you next week Thank you for listening to The Bleach Podcast.